Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Ask Marco. Today, we have a great question here, and it comes in from Shaw. And I know we don't talk about insurance and umbrella insurance all that much on the show. We do touch upon it. I've had some really good guests over the years talking about insurance and the intricacies and the ins and outs of it. But how do you apply that when you have an asset protection structure in place, which everybody should have and everybody needs? So this is in a way, a very general question, but he has a very specific scenario. And the way Shaw set up his entities from an asset protection perspective was very well done. It's probably one of the best structures and a very common way to do it. But his question revolves around applying umbrella insurance, which I think is a good idea for everybody to have. So Shaw writes and he says, hello, Marco, your podcast is one of my absolute favorites for passive investing and has answered numerous questions. I have asked other experts and they have not known the answer. Well, thank you so much, Shaw. Um, I can't take all the credit, but thanks. So I come to you with one of those lingering unanswered questions regarding umbrella insurance. Oh, good. <laughs> your recent podcast on asset protection was incredibly helpful in trying to determine how to structure and best leverage the entities we have in place for future scalability. We have an LLC, a commercial umbrella and personal umbrella policy, and a living trust. Before your earlier podcast, I was not sure how these entities should work together or what I might still need. I believe I will actually need two to three LLCs holding titles because we have 10 properties and a Nevada and Wyoming holding company that would own the LLCs and itself be owned by our living trust. That is a brilliant structure. You're doing extremely well with what you just described in that hierarchy. You can even get more granular than that, but that is fantastic. So my question is on how to best insure this structure. My insurance agent has told me I need a separate commercial umbrella for each LLC. If I create a holding company for the LLCs, can and should the holding company be the one carrying a large commercial umbrella policy? Or do you recommend smaller umbrellas like one to $2 million for each LLC holding title? I currently have a $5 million commercial umbrella policy and a $3 million personal umbrella policy plus $1 million on each of the property's individual policies. So for those of you listening, he's referring to the liability coverage of these different policies. So the five, three, and $1 million, he's talking about liability insurance. Thank you for your opinion and guidance on this question. Okay, Shaw, I'm gonna do my best to answer this question. It may not be a complete answer. You definitely need to work with your insurance agent and a competent and knowledgeable insurance agent because not all insurance agents understand how to set up these umbrella policies the way they should be for real estate investors who have an asset protection hierarchy like you have. And it's really not that complicated. It's just some insurance agents just don't offer it. And some companies don't offer it. Like State Farm, one of my insurance companies, they're not really familiar with this commercial umbrella policy structure. And in some cases, it's not something they offer. But they do have it. It's just maybe not what you need. So let me uh, take a stab at this. First of all, congratulations on what you've built and the structure you have. Keep on building it. And certainly let my team know how we can help you with that. 
So just some quick definitions to throw out there for people listening so they have an idea of what's going on here. A personal umbrella policy provides an additional layer of liability coverage above and beyond the liability limits that you have in your existing policies. Now, this applies to both auto insurance as well as homeowner insurance. So an umbrella policy is just an extension of the liability coverage. So if you run out of coverage in your existing policy, the umbrella policy kicks in and continues that coverage. Commercial umbrella policy provides additional liability limits over and above the primary limits in your commercial policies, such as general liability, employment liability, whatever it may be. So the only difference there, I mean, the insurance policy themselves, what is being covered is pretty much exactly the same. The only difference is, is, does it apply to you on your personal policies or your commercial policies? And that's really the main difference. The other subtle difference is that commercial policies tend to have higher limits compared to personal umbrella policies. Umbrella insurance policies typically tap out at one to two million dollars, whereas commercial policies can go to five million and beyond in terms of additional coverage or what they refer to as excess coverage. So umbrella or excess policies, this type of coverage is what they call in the industry form following and form meaning your insurance form. What that means is that the coverage, the exclusions and the conditions applicable to the underlying primary policy, that which is attached to your real estate, will also apply to the umbrella policy or multiple policies. So it's an extension, a continuation. So in that regard, there is little difference between commercial and personal lines of umbrella policies. The main difference is in the policy limits and a commercial policy is likely to have significantly higher limits. That's about it. Lastly, an umbrella policy provides, you know, the first layer of excess coverage over the primary policy and it pays nothing until that primary policy is exhausted. In other words, if you have a million dollars of liability coverage on your primary policy, you have to exhaust that before the umbrella policy even kicks in. So it's really just in the background, much like a backstop, and it picks up where your existing policy ends and expires in terms of coverage. So umbrella insurance policies are on top of your existing coverages. Now, the key thing here is that when you have an umbrella policy, you need to name the policies that are being covered or extended within the policy. Now, here's kind of the key thing I wanna share with you. If you're working with an insurance company or insurance agent that can package everything together, it makes things super simple because you can get one policy that covers multiple properties in multiple states, all under one policy, one payment, one document, it's all there, all together. And that same company can extend umbrella insurance, which just ties to that one policy. It keeps things pretty simple and pretty clean. If you don't do it that way, which is fine, you could do it other ways where you have different insurance companies and agents insuring different properties in different states, and you basically have multiple policies going on. That's also covered or can be covered by an umbrella policy whether personal or commercial. The only complexity or challenge that comes in under that scenario is you need to keep track, essentially you and your insurance agent or insurance company on that insurance policy, the umbrella policy, of the expiration dates of all your individual policies. Because if you have multiple policies with different carriers, the likelihood is that they all have different start and end dates. They don't all expire or renew on the same dates. So you need to unfortunately keep track of that and keep that updated on your umbrella insurance policy. 
It's just a little bit more work and a little bit more complexity, but it doesn't change anything else beyond that. The important thing is, is that you have that documented on a schedule within the policy and you are updating it. And most importantly, all those policies are known and named within the umbrella policy. Now, I know that uh, that was all a mouthful, but I think that was pretty clear and should make sense to you. So I believe I answered your question. That's really, you know, how it's structured. It's nothing complicated. At the end of the day, make sure all your properties and your assets are insured. You have the right coverages for the property, plus you have liability. I would personally max out your liability coverage on your primary policy. That probably would be about $2 million. And then umbrella insurance is very, very cheap. And if that's the case, just get, if you can, one master umbrella policy that covers everything under your umbrella or tree. And one last tip, and this is actually very important and also it's a key to making this work. And that is this, the umbrella policy has to be covering policies that have the same common denominator owner. So what that means is this, those policies that are being covered under the umbrella policy need to have that same ultimate owner, if you will. So whether that is you or your holding company, your top level LLC, it has to all come back to one. So if you have two holding companies that have properties below it also being held in other LLCs, but essentially you have two holding companies, you may need to have two separate umbrella policies, one for each of those holding companies because ultimately the policy will be in the name of those two LLCs, not necessarily in your name. And this is where you need to talk to a competent and well-experienced and seasoned insurance agent or company, because this is where the conversation gets into the details and the nitty gritty of the policies and how they work and what they may or may not cover if you have all kinds of different owners or entities that split up your assets into these different piles or these different trees, if you will. In fact, I just talked to my insurance agent and fortunately I have this one master policy that covers all of my properties, even though they're in different LLCs in different states and they all trickle up into a holding company, it just makes everything very clean and simple. And I like simplicity. I like to keep things as simple as possible and no simpler. So again, you know, that's where you get into the weeds with your insurance agent. All right. Well, Shaw, I hope I answered your question. Keep up the good work. I'm happy to hear what you've done. And for everybody else, thank you for listening. If you have a question about real estate investing, finance, whatever it may be, go ahead and send that over to me at PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com. Remember to subscribe to the show. Thank you for sharing the show with your friends and family. And you will hear from me again next week as I am taking a couple days off here because of some business projects. But I will pick this up again in a week from now. So thanks for listening. I will see you on our next episode. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to passive real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.